to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Thursday, November the 19th, 2015. Today's reading was Ruth, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. So come on, and let's discuss what we read together. Boaz arrives at the city gate and takes a seat. What a night. A a, a night that began filled with the joy and the merriment of the fact that the barley has been harvested and he was staying with his crops and the Lord had blessed and no longer was there famine in the land, but God had visited his people. And not only had God given the produce of the land, but they had harvested this produce. And so he must have gone to bed with a great feeling. Then to awaken and be startled to find that as a little more elderly, not completely over the hill and outrageously old, but certainly well beyond being a young man, he awakens to the fact that there is a woman who is making a bold proposal. She has asked for him to exercise his right as their kinsman redeemer. And so we find today in our reading that Boaz goes to the gate And he just sits down. And you can imagine if you've ever had to sit still and wait when you're absolutely feeling like you're going to bust open on the inside. He's sitting there and I can imagine that he's fidgety and his eyes are glancing here and there. And it's hard to be still. And finally, at the city gate, uh, he's sitting because he's waiting for this kinsman, this other redeemer that he had told Ruth about. Now, a city gate was not just a place where you passed in and out of the city. No, this was a place where commerce went on and uh, politics went on. This was a place that if you were a guest in the city, you would secure passage into the city. It was not just this kind of opening that people came in and out. And so it was significant that he was there. And when this nearer redeemer that Boaz was waiting for came by, he invites him to come and sit with him. Clearly, this was not something completely outrageous or um, unheard of because he just came and he sat with Boaz. And then it takes a turn and clearly this man now knows, okay, something is about to happen. Because Boaz takes 10 of the elders of the city and he invites them to come and sit down. Now, at this point, the the other relative knows, okay, we must be about to conduct business or something strange is going on because it would be unusual just to have a conversation where you specifically invited these rulers that could witness business transactions to come and spend this time. And so Boaz makes his case and he presents it and he makes this nearer redeemer aware of Naomi who has come back from the country of Moab, having sojourned there, having lost everything. She returns, and she is going to sell the parcel of land that belonged to her dead husband, Elimelech. And so he has brought this man to the city gate because he wants to tell him, and he wants him to know, and he has done what is right and proper and fitting, and he's brought the elders of the city, and they're all there. And he says, okay, if you'll redeem it, please do so. But if you will not, tell me there's no one else in line, so I am next in line after you, and I will take care of it. Now, Boaz shows quite a bit of skill in the way that he presents this, because to just purchase a piece of land, this redeemer says, I I will indeed redeem it. And so Boaz says, that's great. You need to understand. And he kind of lets the rest of the story unfold. 
And, and he makes him aware of the fact that, listen, you're not just buying some piece of land from Naomi, but you are also going to acquire this Moabite woman named Ruth. She is the widow of the dead, and it is right for us to help um, his inheritance to go on. And for whatever reason, we're not told, but this nameless redeemer says, well, then I cannot redeem it for myself because if I do this, I may impair my own inheritance. We don't know what this means. We're not told uh, any of the background, but what seemed like a a no-brainer and a deal that would be quickly done suddenly is unraveled and just he makes this declaration, I can't do it because it may impair my own inheritance. And so he says to Boaz, you take my right of redemption yourself. I just am not able to do it. And so the Bible tells us that this custom in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging, if you're going to properly seal this contract and confirm this transaction, someone would take off their sandal and give it to the other. And this would be a binding agreement and a witness to those in town. And so when this man is told Boaz, you just, you just buy it, he draws off his sandal and he wants everyone to understand, I am passing on my right of redemption and Boaz is the next in line. And so Boaz uh, declares to the elders and to the people that are around, you are witnesses this day. For for some reason, a crowd has gathered. Perhaps they could tell that with the elders of the city sitting there, something significant was going on. And I don't know if you're like me, but I'm always curious as to what people are doing. And so whether they were inquisitive or gossipy or nosy, they show up. And so it's not just the elders anymore, but there are these people. And Boaz says, you're the witnesses. You have seen this. On this day, I buy from the hand of Naomi everything that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to his sons and also, and he makes this addendum, also Ruth, the widow of Malon, I have bought for her to be my wife and to perpetuate the name of, uh, of the dead and in his inheritance so that he may not be cut off from among his brothers and the gate of this place. And you all are witnesses. How bold, how courageous. And we see as God's plan unfolds, it's incredible. The people and the elders, they're not bewildered. They don't miss a beat. And they completely say, we definitely are witnesses to this. And then they speak a blessing over Boaz that is absolutely beautiful and incredible. And they say that they want God to make this woman who is not one of their own who is from the land of Moab, a Moabitess, who has come. They say to Boaz, we want her who is coming into your house to be like Rachel and Leah, the, the, the actual wives of Israel, of Jacob, and, and that, they would, that they built up this house of Israel. And so they commend him and they say that we want you to act worthily here in this area of Bethlehem. And they want your house to be like Perez who Tamar bore to Judah because he came similarly in the line of keeping of the offspring. What an incredible thing. Ruth is waiting with Naomi, and Naomi's told her, be at peace. He's going to take care of this quickly. Boaz will not wait, and he doesn't. He immediately goes to the city, and you see this picture. And perhaps we see these pictures as they unfold. This one who was nearer, he was not able to redeem. 
it would impair his abilities and his inheritance, but it points us to a Redeemer who would spare no price, that we would be bought with the precious blood of the Lamb. And in this we see broken families who have found themselves in financial ruin and destitution, who have found themselves losing loved ones and being on the edge of despair without hope and much to look forward to. Suddenly in the gates of the city where they're not even there to hear it, people are speaking blessings over this Moabite woman and they are praying that God will bless this union. What an incredible picture of grace. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.